Hello, welcome to episode number 33 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who. Today, I'm going to talk about what to know before trying to help someone. Yes, because it's not enough to have goodwill, a good heart, good intentions, empathy, inner resources, material resources, if you don't have what I consider the most important, intelligence and common sense. Why? Because if you don't have intelligence and common sense, you can harm someone when trying to help them. Or even worse, you can get screwed, get burned, not even knowing it, not even realizing how and why your life started to go wrong after trying to help someone and I'm going to explain how and why this can happen with you and that's why you should pay attention to this episode. Gracie here, I've been a therapist, an astrologer and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement, meaning only people who really want to get better as human beings teaching them how to use their hidden inner powers, their unconscious forces and intelligences to transform their reality and create a better life. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effects you need to work on the cause. There's no other formula. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation. As a therapist, I tell you, there are people who don't want to get out of the deep end, rock bottom. They just want you to go down there to keep company and listen to their laments and revolts. They just want someone to listen to their complaints. Those are what I call the professional victims, the shameless vampires. Because they want your energy, your strength. They feel weak or they pretend to be weak, powerless victims. Because who has a minimum of dignity? You can see them in the strength, in the determination and the willingness not to abuse others and to change their bad situation, right? And there are also those who even want to get out of rock bottom, but with minimal effort or no effort, waiting for someone to pull them out of there instead of climbing the rope themselves. So it's important to develop common sense and intelligence if you don't have much or if you do have, it's important to exercise your intelligence and your common sense to identify who you are dealing with, what kind of poor person or a victim you are dealing with. 
because there's no victim in the universe. Everyone is responsible for creating their reality. It doesn't matter if they are aware of it or not. Everyone in the world is creating their reality according to their inner attitudes, their thoughts and emotions. The external is just a reflection of the internal. So there's no victim. There is responsibility, self-responsibility. So if you see someone in a difficult situation and uh, playing the victim, you know, the poor one, like, oh, I am so unhappy because bad things in my life, whatever, pay attention. If they really want to get out of there or if they are willing to do the necessary effort to change their situation or if they just want someone to do everything for them. It's good to be good and do good. What is not cool is to play the role of a muggle, a fool, being used and abused by abusive and clueless people. We have an expression in Portuguese. When you give your hand to someone to help them and they want your arm much more. Uh, so, do you know the type you give the hand and they want the arm? and become a client having the nerve to come after you afterward to ask for more you help them once or twice and they just become a client they know you have a good heart so they have the nerve to come after you to ask for more because they think you are available you become their victim <laughs> vampire professional victim it's easy to recognize because they get offended and angry if you decide to put a limit and say no to stop the abuse and they can even use emotional blackmail to try to make you feel guilty for not helping them how can you be so selfish something like that That's like a confession of a professional victim, a shameless vampire. Well, if you stay firm with your no and uh, really establish a limit, that's enough. Or I won't help you this time. If they get offended and angry to the point of disappearing or blaming you and uh, starting a fight, if they decide to disappear because they are trying to punish you. So if they block you somehow and stop contacting you, stop reaching you, if they disappear, well, let me just you something that will be a big favor that they will do to you thank them and learn the lesson thank you for disappearing and thank you for the lesson because you made me smarter next time i see a victim i will open my eyes so i won't be abused i won't be a fool anymore and i have to talk about the profile of the helpers It's another type of person. What about who wants to help by playing the nosy? Nobody asked for anything and there he or she is volunteering, even if it is with words that, although they may be full of good intentions, are empty of content and wisdom. You know the kind of person that wants so much to help that they just repeat those common self-help phrases. In other words, they say useless things. 
as they come with the intention of try to unsolicited advice. You know that kind of situation. You are facing difficulties in your life or suffering or whatever, a bad moment. And someone comes with the good intention of helping you somehow, even with words. And they say that kind of thing that you think, oh my God, you know, this is useless. This is not helpful at all. You feel ashamed for the other person, actually. Or they try to advise you, but you didn't ask it for any advice, actually. So in this situation, those words can still arouse irritation in those who are going through difficulties. And what's behind that attitude of a nosy person trying to help without real conditions, wisdom, at least to say, you know, useful things? It's the need to be useful and good. That can have much more to do with ego and vanity than altruism. Don't be that person because you can really irritate the other person you are trying to help with good words. When in doubt, If you don't know what to say, please don't try to show wisdom that you don't have. Simplicity and modesty always go well. You can say something like, I'm rooting for you for your best. I hope everything will be fine resolved soon. That's enough. Gentle, sincere, preferably unpretentious and without promise of help that you don't know if you will be able to keep if they are accepted. It's very important not to promise anything that you are not sure you'll be able to give if they accept. You know that case when people say, oh, if you need anything, just ask. You can count on me. But what if the other person comes to you later to say, well, actually, I need a few thousand dollars. <laughs> to solve my situation, my bad situation. So you can be in a very uncomfortable situation, but only because you promised something. I'm here for you, for anything you need. So yeah, don't make promises you are not sure to be able to keep in the future if they accept your offer. Okay, <laughs> it's a matter of common sense. See, there's a difference between taking the initiative to help those you know well and without having to say anything or asking. They know that they can count on you because if it were the opposite situation, you could count on them too. So, if you see someone you know well in a difficult situation and you know that they would do the same for you because you know them well, of course, it's natural for you to do something, right? There's a difference between someone in this position and those who want to help without knowing you and the situation well and in the end end up getting in the way when not harming even more. So if you don't know the other person well or if they don't know you well and your situation and try to help, um, there's the risk of getting in the way when not harming even more. So it, that's why it's necessary to have intelligence and common sense when trying to help someone. In general, the nosy and pretentious person has a terrible habit of taking responsibility for the problems of others. They love, they just love a victim who makes them feel useful and valuable in some way because they probably project the victim repressed inside them who needs attention and care. 
because everything that you deny and repress in yourself, in your unconscious, life will force you to face it, project it onto other people in what I call magnifying mirrors. And I explain this mechanism in two other episodes. Number 30, your dark side that you reject. And number 31, when others mirror what you repress. So in this case of someone who is always trying to help other people, who is always willing to do that, they can have a victim repressed inside them. And because they don't take good care of themselves, they don't pay attention to their own needs and do something about them. They are unconscious of themselves, their inner reality. So they are easy praise to other people playing the role of victim intentionally or not. So it's more likely for a person like this to really have this habit of behavior very unconscious of taking responsibility for other people's problems. For them, the pride and vanity of being good, perhaps in the eyes of God, to receive blessings, maybe. And that's very common with uh, very religious people and spiritual people. They can have what I call the vanity of being good the pride of being a good person. This makes it necessary for them to always attract people with problems and difficulties. And the bigger the problem, the better. In addition to being disrespectful to treat other people as poor ones, victims, incapable, inferior and powerless, because this doesn't dignify anyone, it only demeans and humiliates, right? And in addition to seeing others as inferior, there is another very serious aspect in this attitude, the energetic. Now pay attention to this because it's very, very important. Whoever takes responsibility for the other person takes their energetic load. And let's face it, someone fuck it up, <laughs> someone screwed what kind of energy a person in difficulties has? They tend to have a good deal of negative energy. Unless they are seriously committed to getting better with optimism, self-confidence and positivity in the face of their situation that they know is temporary and will pass. But that's not the case for many out there. They are really feeling bad, they are sad, depressed, maybe angry, revolted or whatever. They are very negative. So what kind of energy they are vibrating? Negative as well. So if you take responsibility for them, for their lives, you will connect to their worst. Let me give you a simple and common example. Imagine two women talking on the phone. One of them venting about her problems in an attitude of helpless victim, really complaining about her unfortunate, bad situations in life, complaining about how unfair she was treated or whatever. She's in the attitude of the helpless and powerless victim. And the other friend, unwary, is listening with pity and eager to help. 
And here I have to say, pity is very different, completely different from compassion and empathy. Because pity is when you see the other person as inferior, as a victim, powerless. And you see yourself in a better position. And you don't have the understanding that there's no victim. Somehow that person created that circumstance, that situation in their life. And they can get out of there when they decide to use their own strength to do that. So you have two friends, one of them playing the victim and the other listening with pity and eager to help. In the end, the first one ends the call feeling much better. She even thanks her friend for listening to her and say, oh, you are such a good friend. You helped me so much. I'm feeling much better now after our talk. And the other not necessarily said something, you know, not necessarily gave good advice, just listened. But the first one is feeling much better and the second uh, hangs up feeling happy for her friend. But uh, she hangs up with a sudden headache and feeling exhausted somehow, but happy for being helpful. But with that sudden headache, she looks for a painkiller to take to stop the pain. That is very common. The one who was worse in the beginning ends up the conversation much better. And the one who was better before ends up the call worse. What's behind this? Well, energy has no distance. And it doesn't matter, actually, if you're talking to someone on the phone, in person or wherever. It can be just you thinking about someone in a difficult situation. You immediately connect yourself to them, to their energy. This is very important. The rule in terms of energy is if you felt sorry for someone, you caught their negative load. If you felt pity, you saw them as a poor guy, poor girl, a helpless victim, then you connected yourself to their energy, which is negative, of course, and you caught their negative load because you instinctively, unconsciously wanted to help them to take responsibility for helping them. After all, isn't it the intention to help and alleviate them? You have forces and intelligence in your unconscious responsible for your integrity system. So when you act like this, always open to help anyone in any circumstance because you are a good person, you have a good heart, but you don't have discernment, you don't have emotional and spiritual energetic intelligence, you don't have enough common sense. So in this case, the personal integrity system understands that it's to let your guard down, disable the firewall that protects you energetically and accept everything bad that the other person emits. I personally have seen people staying bad for days for getting into someone's trouble. Someone who had nothing to do with trouble, a mess, a difficult situation, but wanted to help so much that really meddled in that situation, assuming... Uh, taking the reins in their hands, trying to help, really taking responsibility for the other person. But because the situation was so intense, 
they got all the bad energy involved with other people. And here I have to add another aspect, the invisible aspect involved. If someone is so negative that they created a negative situation in their life, in their reality, there is this universal law. According to it, like attracts like. So, if you have a negative vibration, what kind of invisible company you think you will attract? And I'm talking about disincarnated people, spirits on the other side of life. If you are too sad, depressed or angry, you will attract spirits, disincarnated people, ignorant people, not evolved people in the same vibration. So if you are dealing with someone in this situation, of course, they have similar invisible companies with them. If you take responsibility for them, their invisible companies come along in the package. So you are not only connecting yourself with the incarnated person's energy, but also you are putting yourself available to be sucked for their invisible vampires. They are not necessarily bad people, bad spirits, but they are, you know, victims somehow. They are feeling like victims. They are unhappy. They are in a bad situation also. So they will come in the package because you are there to help anyone, right? So you are not only connecting, getting the negative energy of one person, but more people involved in that unhappy situation. And I'm not talking about bad spirits only who want revenge or do harm. No, not necessarily. They can just be, you know, ignorant people who died with a low level of consciousness and has no idea that they are dead or how they can get better and go to a better place in the astral plane. And because you are incarnated, you have a physical body, of course you have more vitality that will make them feel better around you, with you. So you can go back to your house and have invisible companies with you <laughs> because your energy was better than the previous person they were with. And this is very serious. So, as I was saying, I've seen people staying in bed for getting into someone's trouble really without energy to get up and do anything, not necessarily ill, with pain, but uh, with no vitality, no force, no strength to do even the basic because they gave their energy to other people and they were sucked in their energy by, you know, vampires. And what do I mean with vampires? Only people who want attention, who wants anything from anyone, you know, attention or strength, whatever. They want other people's strength. After all, they are powerless victims, right? Or at least they think they are. And there is much more. Assuming someone taking responsibility for solving their problems can have even more harmful effects for the charitable, pious person. Because that negative energy spreads in their life, their home and their business. Besides, of course, reaching their physical body, causing everything from a little malaise to an accident or more serious illness. 
So, what's the consequence? If that negative energy caught from other person or people is too strong, too intense, it will spread in your life if you are the helper and you will start to have problems in your life or at home like more sites uh, things getting broke or your business can be affected uh, you can start to have financial problems with your business or your career your profession because the negative energy that was not yours starts to affect your life to that point of causing harm if not reach your physical body one thing very important your biggest and only commitment in life is with yourself in the sense of being able to make yourself happy and it's useless to want to take responsibility for the happiness of another person because that's up to them To act like this is to delude yourself with a foolish and useless pretense and to flee from your own duty. After all, who takes care of others a lot does not have so much time and energy to take care of themselves. They end up in self-abandonment and having to answer for that before life, before the universe. I have already heard of three questions to ask yourself before going to help someone. First, can you help? Do you really have conditions to help that person? Emotional, psychological, material conditions. Can you help? Second question, do you want to help? Do you really want to help? Do you really have that feeling in your heart to help that person? Or you are being moved by your head, your mind obligating you because you can't say no, because you are too afraid of, you know, what other people may think and say about you, telling you are selfish or you are feeling guilty. Maybe the other person is using even a light form of emotional blackmail to try to make you feel guilty. And that's a subtle way to force you to help them. So do you really want to help them? And the third question, did the other person ask for your help? Sometimes they don't need to ask but uh, you can feel that they are open to receive help. So those are three very interesting and important questions. Can you help? Do you want to help? And did the other ask for your help? And you can ask me, Gracie, how can I know if it's my soul wanting to help that person or if it's just my head, my oppressive mind, my inner critic, my ego? Well, if you are too mental and rational, you are probably not in a good contact with your soul. And there are ways to get that contact. I don't know if, if you are aware of this, but I do soul retrieval. So it's easy to solve this. But if your soul wants you to be an instrument of life to help someone, you will feel that desire in your chest. You know, it won't be like an order from your mind. It will be a sincere desire to help that person. But even in this case, it's important to have intelligence and common sense to see how far can you go with your help. When in doubt, 
about those three questions. Common sense is never too much and avoids many annoyances in life and many troubles also, many sufferings. And about how far should you go to help someone? Now I'm going to talk about something very, very serious. Do not meddle in the other's test or lesson. Because we all have our challenges in life, the main lessons we are here to learn. And if you meddle in someone's test, in someone's lesson, life can use the most functional way to get you out of the way. Because if you are trying to help someone, but in fact you are not allowing them to go through their test, to learn their lesson in life, the lesson they need to learn in order to evolve, then if you are getting in their way and insist on that, you can screw yourself, being very honest. One thing is to spoil and overprotect someone frustrating their potentials, as many parents do with their children, grandparents with grandchildren, and husbands with wives. So, spoiling someone, overprotecting, and constraining their potentials just make them insecure, if not with low self-esteem, incapable, fearful, powerless, emotionally fragile, weak, dependent, and without confidence in themselves. This is already quite a disservice, right? It can be very harmful to the evolution of the being of the person and cause them a lot of suffering later when life removes the crutch that supported them. So, overprotecting and spoiling someone, not allowing them to develop their own strength, self-confidence and whatever. It's really causing them harm because life will eventually remove that crutch from their lives and they will find themselves alone having to develop all those potentials that were castrated with overprotection. And that's why it is a disservice because in practice is avoiding someone to evolve, to grow and being able to walk with their own legs. When I see someone too attached in a position of a dependency, I know they will suffer a lot at some point. One thing is financial dependency. You can work and make your own money. Right? But another thing, a very difficult thing for people in general is emotional dependency. There are so many people out there who are so attached to their uh, relatives, their parents, uh, that they say, I can't live without my mother, for example. Well, the mother will eventually pass away, leave to the astral plane, disincarnate and die. So, of course, they will suffer a lot because if you cannot live without someone, if they leave, what will happen to you? You will die, at least inside of you. So emotional dependency is not a good thing to have because it's a way of having someone as an emotional crutch and when life removes that crutch to force your growth, your evolution, you will see yourself in a hard situation that could be prevented before, right? So, as I said, one thing is to spoil and overprotect someone castrating their potentials. 
right? Another thing is to want to help someone with the best of intentions too and without knowing it to disturb their necessary learning process. For there is no doubt that all of us, without exception, have our own challenges and tests to face in life as well as lessons to learn. This is inevitable. It's part of the evolutionary process which, by the way, has no end because life is eternal. So, if a being, a creature, a person finds themselves in a test amid challenging circumstances, especially if the situation has an ultimatum character because they were negligent before, and you decide to interfere to help, in fact, you may be intruding where you shouldn't. There are cases where outside help can be harmful because the creature needs to go through that to learn something important. So what happens to those who get in the way and hinder the other's lesson? They get in trouble for themselves and get screwed. Their life becomes a mess. They can have problems with their health, money, at home, family, at work. Everything that makes them stop to take care of their affairs and leave the other aside. It is as if life said to them, mind your own business, take care of your life. And to insist on helping the other person, in reality hindering his or her process, is to subject themselves to be more beaten until they have so many complications in their life, to the point that they can no longer help anyone except themselves. And this explains why very good people with others are always full of problems in their own lives. And the more charity they do, perhaps in the bargain, to obtain divine credits, the more trouble they attract and the worse it gets. And they may even end up at a hospital bed to stay quiet, to stop meddling in other people's lives because they are interfering with other people's lessons, necessary lessons they need to go through to evolve. And there's another aspect, invisible aspect, involved. And I'm here to shed some light into your consciousness. If you train your unconscious forces, your unconscious intelligence, to be always ready to help anyone in any situation, you are not only putting them in a constant state of having your energetic firewall turned off, like you have no energetic protection from everything that can come from other people, from the world, you are always open, right? You train your forces to do everything to help other people, to put them first, their needs. So everything you try to do to help other people can work. You can improve their lives. You can solve their problems, help them to be in better situations. But when you have to be helped, when you need to do something for yourself, well, if you taught your inner forces that others come first, then your things won't go forward. Your forces won't work for you. You won't have enough resources or energy to make things work for you because your inner and unconscious software is programmed to do everything for other people, not for yourself. And that's very serious. So pay attention. If you try to help someone 
and got screwed, your life turned upside down and your business went wrong, back off. Deliver the package to God, deliver the other and that test to the universe. Do not take responsibility for them or have pity, unlike empathy and compassion. Aware that each one attracts the lessons they need to evolve and life takes care of everyone, always working for the best. We are always creating our reality with our inner conditions, whether we are aware of this process or not. So there is no victim in the universe. There is only cause and effects. And the cause is always within us. So somehow we are creating the external conditions in our life. And that's why self-improvement is so important. But more than this, self-awareness, knowledge, real knowledge of how our reality is created. That's why that kind of knowledge is so important. And I'm here to share my knowledge with you, my dear listener. So what I wanted you to know before trying to help someone, develop and exercise your intelligence and common sense to identify if the other person is a shameless vampire, a professional victim, if the other person really wants to get out of rock bottom or not, or if they just want you to go there and make company or do everything for them with no effort from their part. Another thing, pay attention, what really motivates you to help someone? If it's the vanity of being a good person, if it's the idea of receiving blessings from a divine being by being good to other people, if it's your ego making you feel guilty for saying no, what's really your intention behind your desire to help? Pay attention to your inner attitude of not taking responsibility for caring other people because you will connect yourself to that negative energy of those invisible beings around them and you can really end up screwed and feeling bad with no vitality or you can see the effects in your life, your business, So this is very serious, especially in this moment with this endless pandemic, so many people in need of help, but you really need to see charity and good heart without intelligence and common sense can do harm to other people and can create a lot of trouble in your life. So how can you know after this episode if it will be a good thing to help someone or not. Well, the best guide that you can have, the best guru that you can have to advise you is your soul. And if you are not connected with your soul, if you have this difficult to listen to it in your heart through the sensations in your chest, I don't know if you know this, but I do soul retrieval. So you can contact me. There's a way to reconnect you, an easy way and fast way actually to reconnect you to your soul so you have the best guidance for you. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.